Listeners, welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host Rob, joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hello. Hello. We are uh, uh, talking about minutes 33 through 36 of Forrest Gump. Uh, The segment of four minutes starts with Forrest meeting Bubba and ends with Jenny wearing her sweater. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to be, well, I was like, Jenny's not in this, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I mean, we got to get right into it, guys. We meet... We meet, I don't know, I mean... Ben, Benjamin Buford Blue. Yeah, I would say in some ways, like, Bubba's one of the more memorable characters. In movie. Maybe this, maybe the second most memorable, either him or Lieutenant Dan. Oddly enough, I think Jenny would probably end up fourth on that list. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's Black Forest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's uh, not, that's pretty much the insinuation is that they're, they're exactly the same. Yeah, I guess I never really, I I never really thought of it that way. But it is bizarre that the first thing he says, to, like you know, Forrest sits down next to him, and the first thing he says is, "Ever been on a shrimp boat?" Yep. <laughs> Which is a very Forrest thing to say when you're, you know, as we've seen at the at the bus stop meeting someone for the first time. I, I don't know if it's designed to be this way, but I think it's supposed to be that. See, we're not so different. Black, white, we're all just simple country boys you think so what do you think uh, joe go go in a f- go in a fight the Viet Cong. <laughs> yeah uh but the movie will remind you uh just just so you know though his uh ancestors were slaves uh serving white people in plantations uh just, yes just, but but we're not going to call it that what did it oh yeah it just they, says they, his, it just says his mom and his grandmom's mom and so on served shrimp what do you guys think about it being like they show that as like a flashback? Yay or nay to that? It's kind of showed for laughs. Yeah, that like uh, this movie's not good. <laughs> like Joe's, it Joe's officially a- on that on the I boat. Mean, it's uh, like it's. I think it does active harm. I, I've been trying to be nice and fair, but I'm like this is the sequence where it's like I this isn't it. This is not like good for the culture. <laughs> Yeah, there are. I, I don't know if I'm. My verdict is still out, but there are definitely parts of it, not very good and bad. One might say. Yeah, I mean that's that's that's. Uh, yeah, I I'm with you guys. This is weird that it is. It is. It's it's as a joke, right? We we see, we see his uh his mom and or, we think we see his mom, first, and then his see mom's three, mom. Three generations. So I one of two. whom right two generations we see bubba's one of them and it's his mom and then his mom's well, mom okay it will look like one of one of them was probably uh doing it against their will <laughs> uh, uh i mean i think both of them probably are I, the insinuation <laughs> well the insinuation is that uh, i think one of them is a slave and then afterwards they're just the help and yeah. and uh we can you know to carry it forward uh bubba is also there against his will because uh, knowing everything we know about the draft pre-lottery it was incredibly racist yeah and he i mean he comes out and says he got drafted uh, oh weird a black guy got drafted that is <laughs> is forrest the only guy on that bus who wasn't drafted <sighs> yeah it's a good question uh 
I don't know. And, there might have been like a 22-year-old that was planning on running for president someday that signed up <laughs> on purpose. I, there might have been a couple people who like were given a choice of that or jail. <laughs> you know, Baba is played by Michael T. Williamson. Of Con Air fame. And, uh, justified. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, He's good and justified. Yes, he isn't justified. Uh, he, uh, he has, uh, I mean, we know this, but I've read that... Uh, uh, the actor Michael T. Williamson has said that it has like it really hurt him when he was trying to get other roles afterwards. He has a lip prosthetic and his lip does not look like that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that a lot of people were like upset that it, I mean, is that like that's that's, uh, that's that's also problematic. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because you have <laughs> yeah. So you have a black guy who you're having play at best let's say simple <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then on top of that you're like you know his lips aren't black enough and big enough yeah god I never there's no reason for it yeah what wh- <laughs> there's no reason for it except it makes him more of a stereotype yeah you're right there is no you know and to make this even more uh to make this actually fall more on um Zemeckis than anyone else uh, in the book. I'm fairly certain Bubba is white. Oh, really? And, and that's why. Yeah, because in the book he meets Bubba at. It's never said what his race is in the book, but he plays football with him at Alabama, and he makes a big deal about playing a northern team that had integrated, and the Alabama team had not integrated yet. So he would have to have been white. Yeah. And. and it, and also I, explains why he why in the movie he explains that he's got like a you know got like a, a a redneck name yeah and i do feel like on some level this was kind of a ham-fisted like oh they're both you know sometimes uh the simplest or stupidest people are the purest of heart and they don't see race and we're just all <laughs> the same and like i do yeah. feel i do feel like it's some of that yeah Mm-hmm. This movie I think might, you guys, movie might be bad. <laughs> I think you guys are right. Um, and honestly, I never, I never really stopped to examine like why does Bubba have a like why make that actor have like that character have a big lip? There is absolutely no. no it's a minstrel show. Yeah, it's yeah. Ugh. Like it's you might as well just like. Uh, can you also wear these overalls and the straw hat? <laughs> yeah. Talk Man. to talk to. Do you a, know how to tap dance? Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna insert a cartoon rabbit over there. And <laughs> uh, fun fact: This is a more fun fact. This is the second time we see Michael T. Williamson in the movie. Any guys? Anyone else? No one else. We see him before we see him as Bubba. No. He is the uh, uh, the waiter or whoever is at the uh, White House who opens for Dr. Pepper. That's weird. Isn't it Why? weird? Why? Yeah. That's... I don't know. I didn't know it until at this point, so that's why I didn't mention it when we talked about that. Um, that's earlier. dumb. That's dumb. Actually, I don't get that. I mean, no one noticed, I suppose. But why? You, it's not like they didn't have the money to find another actor. Did one of the extras get the stomach flu and they had to find someone of similar size for the tux or something? I have no idea. Oh, well. very strange. Um, 
we jump into some casting rumors, guys, though, it was the first time we've done this really since the first episode with, with uh, Tom Hanks and, and Forrest Gump. There, uh, I read there's four different actors that um, were auditioned or considered for this role. As we know, we never for, know how these... For Tom Hanks or Bubba? Sorry, for Bubba. Okay. David Allen Greer, who's in, in Living Color and like in the <laughs> 90s was in a bunch of movies. Um, yeah. I honestly, uh, I could see that. I mean, yeah, not known for his dramatic stuff, but but yeah, uh, for sure, I think he'd be uh, good. The next three are a little more interesting. Ice Cube mm. did not. I give Ice Cube credit here. Did not want to play an idiot. Yeah. That's why he. That's why he didn't uh, declined it. Uh, I I I do not see any chemistry between Ice Cube and Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> Uh, this other one is Dave Chappelle, who uh, later on would say he regrets not taking that role. He regrets the check from that not getting that role. I yeah. Think. Do you know uh, he did later on play Tom Hanks' best friend in a different movie? Do you guys know what movie? Uh, it's the the AOL movie. Yeah, <laughs> you've got mail. Yes, I didn't know he was in that. Yep. Uh, I have seen that movie and also don't didn't remember that. I I've never seen it. It stands it stands out a lot more now. Like there's a Dave Chappelle is in a ton of weird stuff pre Chappelle's show, and when you see it now, it's just very odd. Because I think I mean I don't blame him. I think he was just doing the you know you get work where you can. Um, sure. But yeah, he it's weird to see him and stuff like that now. And the the final one I saw is. Uh, Tupac auditioned. <laughs> That's funny. What? Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, Tupac was bit, was doing acting. He was in yeah. uh, Poetic Justice. Was he in yeah. that? Yeah. No, I know that. It just, yeah. you know. I mean, I, part, of, part of this is like, you know, <laughs> part of this is like, there's not, I mean, it's not a whole lot better now, but especially in like 94, like there aren't a lot of like big Hollywood films with black actors. Well, like, there's not to, a lot of black roles. And it had to be someone fairly young. So, like, mm-hmm. that rules out. Like, a lot of the people, like, you know, uh, the big famous black stars at the time, like Denzel Washington. And it's not a big f- enough role for them either. Yeah. So, it, so you're already kind of ruling out, like, you know, Wesley Snipes types who mm-hmm. would want full billing. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's I mean, <laughs> it's sadly not a, not a long list. <laughs> no. No. So at this point, guys, if you, you know, to go back to your question about what percentage of people here, you know, were drafted versus volunteered, what is what is that number in, in early in Vietnam? Is it is it mostly people being drafted, or is there a lot of people, you know, volunteering mostly because at this point, it's you know, early on in that in that conflict. I don't have. It wasn't a war, guys. I don't have any numbers. Um, a lot of people that did volunteer would volunteer for a different a branch that would be safer. Like, uh, if you did it during the Kennedy administration, the early days of the Johnson administration, um, you could um, get out of being drafted by getting married. Okay. So a lot of people would get married, and that would put them way to the bottom of the draft list. And if you had married with kids, then you were at the very bottom. Okay. Or you could volunteer for like the National Guard or the Coast Guard or Peace Corps. Or if you could get into it, that 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 would be the easiest, the safest ones to go with. And then 
the next would be like the Navy, the Air Force, where if you could get into those branches, you know, you're it's more dangerous, but still way safer than being in the Army or the Marines. Marines. Yeah. Gotcha. And then Johnson expanded the draft and he got rid of some of those marriage. Um, he changed the rules for the draft. And then when Nixon became president, then it went to the draft lottery system because it was too obvious that the draft was racist. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so then they went to that random thing where, where it's your birth, where they assign numbers to the birthdays. I don't know. Yeah. If, I, I don't know if does ever, most people know how that works. No, I don't. I would love to know more. So the draft lottery was um, each day of the year would be a number. So like January 1st would be one. Okay. Uh, and then the 50th day of the year would be whatever that is. <laughs> I don't uh, 50 yeah so it's february 50th <laughs> february uh, <something>. okay <laughs> and then they the 50th would, of february <laughs> then i guess what they did uh is they they would write down they wrote down all these numbers and then they put them in like plastic capsules and then they shook it up in a shoebox, which i think is so weird and then they put it into like a big glass container or whatever and then they drew them and then that's how you knew what your draft number was so if the first the number was like 100 and you were born on the 100th day of the year i think it's between like 44 and 50 or something like that then you're wait so wait so everyone who got chosen like had the same birthday yeah oh not the not same year necessarily in that same year range but the same date and then they would so (laughs) when you're drafted when they would pull people in it would be like you know they'd say all right uh that that's the order in which people would be called for the draft is the order in which your the birthday was picked. Oh, okay. So so okay. Oh, so I that's had how no you, that's idea. how you could that's how some people who dodge the draft would kind of do that. They like, all right, well, my number, my draft number is really high. I'm like the sixth number. I'm I'm almost for sure gonna get drafted. So I better yeah. get out of the country now or or do whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. I yeah. had no idea. Thank you, Joe. Well, yeah. No problem. Yeah. There, there used to be like a site where you could, you know. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Is you could enter your info. Yeah, there, it's still there. I, I didn't do it, but um, yeah, you can, you can well, figure well, out what hold your draft on. number let's, was. Let's figure that out. Let's figure out which one of us would have been drafted first. All right. I have the yeah. image here. I sent it to you guys. My number is, oh, no. Oh no! Oh no, guys! <laughs> I think I'm getting drafted. I think I'm getting drafted. I am number six. I am number. Wait, where? I don't get how this works. So, so the top is month, and then the left is your date. So Joe, so... you're you're like like sixty six or something. Oh, I get it. All right. I'm uh, forty four, so kind of low. I'm six. You're forty four, Joe. What are you? One twenty six. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, Rob's dead for sure. Rob, <laughs> Rob's dead I'm for sure. I'd probably get there around like the Tet Offensive or something. Or yeah, how? Oh. Man, I had no idea this is how it was. Yeah, but uh, if you went to college, you could get a deferment. But unless when till Nixon, then that stuff went away, right? Or is that still the case? Uh I mean it's. As always, there are ways to cheat the system. Okay. Um, I can't good, believe I'm number six. <laughs> God. Uh, a good ex- a good example is my father-in-law. And by the way, I I would absolutely have done the same thing. His uh, his friend's dad was on the draft board, and uh, mm. fixed it so he didn't uh, didn't have to. So get that's drawn. a that's a good segue. Uh, what is obviously 
if our listeners don't know, none of us are military uh, people. Uh, what is your connection in your family to 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 veterans? To Vietnam? <laughs> uh, I I don't. We can broaden it to more than that. Uh, my uncle was in Vietnam. He was a guy who uh, helped land aircraft uh, on the carriers. So uh, not a pilot, but the other people not a the pilot. Ground. He was okay. he was in the army. He was ground crew, and okay. for a long time, he was actually a VA uh, administrator counselor. And he said he really liked that job because people just came in and they would tell you their story and you got to talk to them and Hmm. try to help them navigate the system. Uh, And then my dad was actually in the Army, but my dad is older. So he was uh, he had that sweet post-Korea, pre-Vietnam spot. Oh, yeah. Um, And he was uh, he rose to the rank of uh, I think he was a lieutenant because he was a he was a quartermaster. Sorry, not a lieutenant. He was a quartermaster. So like he was the guy who like you had to go to get stuff from. Yeah, it's a good gig. Yeah, it was a good gig. So we always joked that because uh, he was stationed in Colorado, so we always said that my dad fought the War of Colorado, and did, no one, did, no one ever invaded you? Colorado. Going way back on my dad's side, I have some Revolutionary War heroes in my family. Yes. Uh, so if I really wanted to, I could fill out the application and apply to be a son of the American Revolution. Wow. I'm sure those people are super fun to hang out with. <laughs> Your kind of people. Yep. Joe, what about you? Um, somehow my uncles on both sides all evaded the draft, but not to my knowledge from like dodging it. They just got lucky or they were not the correct age. Well, I'll tell you what, you can just check up on their birthdays on this list now and find out if they yeah, did or didn't. I'm looking at like my dad was born in 54 and I don't. I think he would have been towards the tail end, and I think all of the numbers drawn after nineteen. I'm seeing after nineteen seventy two, none of those men were actually called into service. Okay, but I I don't really know any any relatives that served. That's uh, that's fascinating to me, only because like you know we have Duff's side, and like my dad was World War Two vet. My I have a a half brother who was Vietnam. I have an uncle who was Vietnam. Uh, I don't know. I just like like it seems like for Duff and I growing up, uh, there was a lot more military presence. Well, I mean, I, I will say that grow there was no like the military was just it was like a gig for my dad. Like there was, but no, he still stood up when he went to a Twins game and they asked veterans to stand up or whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I mean, it was. Let me put it this way: it was very easy to forget that my dad was in the army, and I'm guessing gotcha. it was not the case with you. I know that some of my uncles, well, stories would have it. I think the statute of limitations has run out on this, but uh, <laughs> like I know I've heard I heard a lot of stories about that them helping them for their friends. Um, make sure they failed their physicals oh okay yeah. like that you just like you just like physically harm your friends so they fail it is that the idea i don't know if this is true and i don't really know if i should tell the story but no okay. one listens to the show anyway so uh he was like they had their the, his friend like sat on a couch and put his foot up on a coffee table and again this is probably not true <laughs> but this story was told to me and then they had one of his friends like jump off of a, another table and land on his leg to break his leg oh backyard wrestling 
Yeah, basically something like that. I mean, there's and there are lots. I of, mean, I mean, like it, it, it happened. It, I mean, if you were drafted and and you got sent into certain units, I mean, it was. Listen, I'm number death, six. I'm not making it. There's also, you know, I mentioned earlier, lots of marriages. Also, a whole lot of people became rabbis and priests and stuff uh, during yes. the early days of the draft oh. uh, in the 1960s, because you could get out, get out of it that way. Yeah. It's too bad so many of those people liked kids. <laughs> uh, I would 100% do that if I knew I was going to go to Vietnam. But then you get to have the Springsteen Guild afterwards for the people who went because you didn't. Oh. At least you're alive to feel. It's the syst- It's the system, man. Uh, uh, why? Uh, moving on a little bit here. Uh, Forrest is very good in the army. Um, what? Why do they need to put guns together? Why is that a thing in in like all military montages? Obviously, I'm showing not understanding anything here, but like it's always that. Like, are there three can- less qualified people to, to talk about this? <laughs> It's just like a thing in every movie. Like, look how fast you can put a gun together. I mean, like, I, how I know often do you have to do that? You have to just, clean them. Yeah, you have to clean them. And if like something gets jammed or something, I you suppose might have to, if you're like, out, to... out in the field, something gets jammed, you need to. Especially, they're sending him to a place that's hot and muggy and yeah, you the know. jungle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, just they make you do tons of monotonous nonsense to like break down your brain to the yeah. point where you right. know. You get mad if the flag isn't big enough at the football game. Yeah, you're you've sold me. Uh, you get mad about Starbucks Christmas cups or something. <laughs> I have uh, I have one question for you guys before you move out of the barracks. Uh, what is your favorite way to have shrimp? And if you need, I have the entire list that Bubba names <laughs> off. Um, I, one of my favorite meals is jambalaya. So throw some shrimp in there. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Big mm-hmm. fan of shrimp and grits. Okay, I'm gonna uh, go shrimp good. creole. Um, Cajun boy. I will say, I feel like by the end of this list, Bubba starts to kind of make things up uh, because, you know, he gets the pepper, you know, he, he names different kinds of shrimp, right? Lemon shrimp, coconut shrimp, whatever. Then he's like shri- shrimp soup, shrimp stew. I'm like, okay. Yeah. kind of vague. I mean, like, yeah. isn't like, <laughs> all right. I mean, so a jambalaya then, basically is a, a is stew, it, right? Is With this shrimp. Carl Weathers from Arrested Development? Yeah. <laughs> then shrimp salad, which yeah, I suppose you could put shrimp on and salad, right? Go, oh, heck it, yeah. yeah I, I saw it on a restaurant menu uh, the other day. And then shrimp and potatoes. You just combine shrimp and something else. That's not a new yeah. thing. Shrimp burger. Uh, that I'll def- I, Why I've, not? I've never seen a shrimp burger. Why can't you put shrimp on top of a burger I, patty? I, well, is that okay? Is it on top of the burger patty, or is it like yeah. I don't? A bacon burger isn't a burger with bacon on it, is it? I don't know. Okay, then shrimp that's, sandwich. That's, isn't that exactly what a bacon? It's burger exactly is? what it is. <laughs> I don't che- call a, it a bacon burger. A cheeseburger doesn't replace the patty with cheese. That's a grilled cheese. <laughs> okay, you got me there. <laughs> Can I get a cheeseburger? I, I've no had a meat. burger with crab meat on, t- like added yeah, on top well, of the I patty. Mean, and that's really crab good. cakes and stuff. That makes more sense. No, no, but I mean like on a burger patty. I oh, I think the good. point. Uh, Bubba does run out of steam a little with yeah, this. He just, <laughs> <laughs> he starts to kind of, and then shrimp sandwich is the last thing he says. Which sure. Um, in the barracks, do you guys notice the? I think it's the only time, but uh, Tom Hanks loses the accent when he says. Dundrill, Dundrill Sergeant. 
Oh, I mean, he says it so loud, I didn't notice he lost the accent. I. It's one of those things where I notice it anytime I see this movie. Which like movie cliche chore for being in basic training would you hate the most? Hmm. Like this movie doesn't like you mentioned like the disassembling and assembling yeah, of gun cleaning thing. shoes, scrubbing, uh, scrubbing, toilets. scrubbing a floor with a toothbrush. <laughs> I would go private pile immediately. <laughs> so yeah, I would. I don't. I don't that. know if this is what you're looking for, but I, I don't have good upper body strength. So like I would just get st- <laughs> the podcasters creed. I, I, would, I would just get stuck on that rope thing where like you have to crawl to the top. Oh I would, yeah, like just the drill instructor would be yelling at me. Just and, like Private Pile. And yeah, I would be Private Pile. Yeah, like I could, I could, I feel like a lot of the things I would be pretty good because I have like a certain uh, obsessiveness to stuff. But I do feel like, yeah, where it's like now pull yourself up. I'd be like, I'm, I can't. I can't do pull ups. Yeah. I, I look like Captain America before he got the serum. <laughs> but at least like with that, like. You would look at that and be like, it'd be cool if I could do that. It'd be cool if I was strong enough to do that. Yeah. And you can also envision a scenario where with some hard work, eventually you could do that. Meh. Whereas, <laughs> <laughs> Whereas just like the monotony and the dull. Well, okay. What if about I was, pe- If I was potatoes. allowed to talk and I had to clean the barracks floor with a toothbrush, but I got to talk to a nice guy like Bubba. Uh, but Bubba's pretty... Well, he's a nice he's just guy. Telling you about shrimp, man. I, I'll talk about shrimp. I if I could have headphones on and listen to podcasts, I could probably do. No, that. I would. I yeah, I would. That wouldn't. Oh, I'd be, I just hate. Uh, that would suck. Uh, That's, what are, are there any other like cliches? Peeling Obviously potatoes. Getting, getting oh, yelled yeah. at. Doing potatoes. the chanting while you jog. I would really hate. Oh, I would like that. I hate call and response things. I, if people, you're telling me to yell something. I'm not going to yell it. No. <laughs> Uh, Joe's a great person to have at any sort of uh, protest. Yeah, like I, I, I've gone, you know, to protests and stuff, and they're yeah. just like, "Hey, hey, hey, ho, ho!" And I'm just like, "God, this sucks." <laughs> I'm a Republican now. Give me a toothbrush. Uh, like, like those, like, like I watch those videos of like those those freaks doing the Mayor Pete dance, and I'm just like, come on, like. Okay. Someone in a lab okay, made like the candidate and campaign that's like the most opposite of me. By the time this airs, I think like the Iowa primary would have happened. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sure. President Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, uh, well, to kind of wrap, uh, to wrap this up. Whoa, um, I got more. I know, I know. Uh, I've, I mean, I've got wrap, more. T- oh, okay. To wrap this segment up, we have the nighttime in the barracks. Nighttime is a lonely time. Hi guys, mm-hmm. it's also the right time. <laughs> <laughs> the night time is the right time. Uh, yeah. Well, this uh, you know, there's a force has a barrack friend here who. Uh, All right, I got a question. All right, tell what the barrack mag. friend does, and then I'll. He tosses him a mag. <laughs> Which one? Uh, what is the name of this it's, mag? It's oh, a Playboy. Playboy. It's Playboy. Playboy. What is? I've never heard. Oh, of never this. Heard, Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not reading the articles, guys. Mm-hmm. tell you that much well he might have been at first it was girls got, of the south you got a lot of time to kill in the army well can i can i can i go on a, a playboy rant uh-huh oh that's kind of where i was going with this yeah so uh i guess uh there was a time in college when i was a subscriber uh to playboy <laughs> along, <laughs> along with my roommate uh former guest of the show 
Did you mail cash to them so that your <laughs> that so that your mom wouldn't find out? Or no, your dad so I was in college. Out? Oh, okay. Really? I'm wild. sorry. I thought you said high school. No, in college. And you really I... really wanted to read that Norman Mailer piece, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. And maybe it's changed. I don't even know if it's a print magazine anymore, but. I don't know why they think it's like why on a centerfold or like here's pictures of them when they were a kid. That's a weird thing to put on there. What? So like the centerfold folds out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know about this, Joe, but they're naked normally on the centerfold. I do. I'm aware of that. Okay. And then on this. Not, the, not fully the, usually. The pages, Tasteful. the pages that like fold out, one of them will have like pictures of them when they were like eight and like when they were like fifteen and banned, it and has like, like pictures. it has like fun facts like I want to be a doctor. Or something yeah, like that. Uh, and, they, along they with called like, that the uh, the Epstein pullout. Yeah, <laughs> it's, oh. it's one of those things. Like, why? Who wants this? Who's who's looking at these pictures? And I, like, I, ju- I, I just told you. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. Oh, uh, Duff, what do you? Or uh, I'm all flustered now, Joe. What were you going to ask about this? I was just going to ask if you had any good uh, nudie magazine stories. I was not the friend that had them. I I remember my friend Andy's. His dad had them, and uh, and you know, you get into them. I'm thinking you lived in a part of the country where it'd be pretty easy to get your hands on some nudie mags because I would imagine there's a lot of truck stops mm-hmm. yeah. and and sort of rural gas stations where they're not really going to care about like a 14 year old buying one. Yeah, uh, I do. I do remember like uh, being at a gas station, the Holiday Inn, or not Holiday Inn, the Holiday Express. Um, is it Holiday Express? The gas. Holiday? There's gas a Holiday station. Inn Express. Hol- yeah, no, the Holiday. So, are you gas talking station? about a gas station? That's just yeah. Holiday. Holiday yeah. gas station. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember a uh, a good friend holiday. of mine like <laughs> uh, like reached up because I was like. You know, you kind of like look at it from a distance, and he's like, "What are you so afraid of?" And I'm like, "I'm not grabbing one of those." And he like grabbed a hold of like you know one of them and just pulled it out. Like it's not a big deal. And right when he pulled it out, like like one of our teachers walked by because it's a small town. And you're like, oh, God. He was like, he awesome. wanted it. He <laughs> it was. Oh, it I was, don't have that one yet. It was a fee- It was a, a woman teacher. Um, oh, maybe she still wanted it. Um, but. Yeah, so that's that's really only my memory. I had a friend that had it. I was a subscriber in college. Maybe my friend was, and I gave him money. I don't remember, but we got it in the mail, uh, and that was my first time, like, I don't know, like looking through a whole one. We're like, like the last like segment of our generation that needed to do that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, my experience was, I remember, God, it must have been like junior high age, and we didn't like me and my friend uh didn't really have access to the magazines but uh as everyone does you always know a guy and, <laughs> and, and i've never met the guy right you've never talked to anyone who was like oh yeah my dad had him and we all and i showed him to all my friends it's always everyone knew a friend well it's questionable this, so this this guy and i think he was only like a year or two older than us but he was kind of like a burnout and i think he may have like he was kind of like he was one of those guys you know who like it's like oh uh where's where's tom he's like oh he's not at school and like three months will go by and he won't come to school and he just shows up again acts like nothing happened he was that guy 
One of those guys you don't know if he's worked in or robbed more gas stations. Uh, yeah. So this guy in his basement, he had, it was like a, uh, a Dewey decimal system library of <laughs> paper, uh, analog pornography and and so like i remember just but like (laughs) me and my friend went over once and i remember he was like yes what do you want i'm like uh uh, I don't know and i (laughs) i blurred i'm like uh uh jenny mccarthy and he's so like he goes back and just like and like he just like tore out a couple pages like just ripped out some pages don't don't i don't know i don't ask me why (laughs) like i and so just yeah he and he returned me he's like there you go i'm like oh thank you it was a very seedy experience wait wait so you hold on a minute so you went to some older kid's basement yeah like one or two years not like he had a catalog of porno mags <laughs> you told him the name of a person he went back and just ripped out some pages of them and handed them to you? <laughs> yes. What? That is some David Lynch type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, dark. Wow. I'm not wow. disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever like go back? Did you like hand him a post-it note one time with like another name on it? Uh <laughs> God dang, man. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Wow! Wow! I, I it, somehow that is dirtier than like me getting it, it in the mail in college. Like was, I felt bad enough admitting that. I don't even know if if it was so much like CD is just surreal. Like like you said, it's that is a David Lynch like something dark is <laughs> lying beneath the suburbs type the fact situation. That he cataloged it, but also the just fa- tore pages the, out. The fact that he wanted to know like. It's like, who do you like? And I'm like, oh, what? Um, And like my mind was racing. And then like I didn't know what was going on. He just like went, turned around and like rifled through his, his you know, stacks of. <laughs> he, had, he had quick hands like uh, John Cusack and being John Malkovich just <laughs> flittering through his porn collection. I, I, I imagine like like later on in school, like maybe two weeks later, uh, someone just beat the hell out of you because uh, – they went to that same friend to get Jenny McCarthy pictures, and they were all ripped out. He was like, Duff did it! <laughs> I, yeah, it, that would have been... I don't know what happened to that guy, and part of me doesn't want to know. I don't feel like it was anything good. Wow. <laughs> wow. Joe, do you have any uh, stories you want to share? So uh, this is like a real, like... Um, in, in some ways, I really had like kind of a Richard Linklater adolescent suburban experience but without like the beer Mm -hmm. and the pot um so it's boring like being 16 17 years old like in hindsight it was awesome you know but like you have all this er, all this like you know hormonal energy that needs to get expelled but there's no like way to do it right yeah well so we we would try to find like creative ways to do vandalism (laughs) <laughs> and um so one of them was and i i'm 90 percent sure this was my idea but it was a long time ago we one night we just got a bunch of dirty magazines from like a convenience store and we and got a bunch of uh like super glue and and stuff 
and we just went around to people's cars that we knew and we just soup we ripped the pages out of the the dirty magazines and then we would just glue them all over their cars. <laughs> <laughs> So they'd wake up and there's just pornography all over them. That is an extremely teenage thing to do. Yeah, I, I know. Like it's it. just like, it's so stupid. <laughs> and then we had a, a rock um, by the drive, to, like a big boulder that was the drive into our school. And you could pretty much, you could paint it. Like people painted it all the time. That's kind of, and that tradition it continues to this day, actually. So like, you know, if the football team had a big win or something, they... Sure. Late at night, they you'd pretend like you're gonna get in trouble for doing it, but no one cared. And so, the night before a cross country meet, we instead of painting the rock, yeah, we just like glued porn all over it. <laughs> That's good. Uh, That's like good. the late that Friday night, and then like Saturday morning, you know, like the team and all the coaches showed up there to get on the bus to go to our cross country meet, and uh, I'm pretty sure my coaches thought it was funny, but I, I don't know. They kind of tried to hide it. <laughs> they they had to hide, they had to stifle the laughter as they yelled at you. <laughs> yeah, well they didn't. And, well, now they know it was me, and I still see one of them sometimes. So if he's I, listening to the if my 70 some year old uh, cross country coach is listening, it was me. Have I have I told you guys about the sixth grade adventure with the uh, cleaning up the side of the road? I don't think so. All right, uh, this might not make it. But I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna tell it because it's Patreon content. This is probably, but we'll see. Um, this is the most Northwoods, Wisconsin story I think I could ever imagine telling. Is this uh, when you buried the porn? Nope, that's different. Um, <laughs> this is in sixth grade. For whatever reason, our class. This is like a reward, which is crazy. Got to help clean up the side of uh, the highway. Yeah. So you got to leave school, you know, during the day, and you got to like adopt a highway type thing. Walk along the side of the road and pick up trash, which, looking back, is not much of a like win. Um, but uh, our class did it, and we were going along like picking up trash. And I don't know if it was me or someone else. I think it was someone else found like a porno mag. Sweet. And of course, we were all looking at it. Oh well, that's a that's a that's a find. Yeah. It's a find, right? That's like panning for gold, this and is, then there's just a huge gold nugget on there. God think, smiled down on you. I think the teacher like knew we were doing it, or something happened that we got in trouble for, but not like bad trouble. It was just sort of like guys, enough, like boys, enough. Yeah, throw it away, right? Boys will be boys. So it was like a small enough operation where. Just a couple of the teachers like drove us in like vans or whatever to go do this, and then afterwards, like you're convict. <laughs> I was gonna say this. This sounds a lot like a chain gang. I know, I know. This is one of those things that like so, I lived through, and now as I retell it, I'm like, are you sure is, you didn't get caught robbing a bank? This is all very so, weird. So when you so you got back to Shawshank. So, so we get in the van, and and I also don't. I'm pretty sure like girls were in one van. Boys were in another van. That's just and, smart. And and uh, and I I think our like we got in the van, and and the like the the teacher was like out probably talking to the other teacher. I don't know. And one of the people in our group, and I honestly don't remember who it is, was like had f- cut out a picture of Dynamite <laughs> Dixie 
<laughs> from from the like magazine. Was this magazine published in 1962? I know, right? <laughs> this had to have been a Larry Flint publication. I mean, and he cut out, and it was like really tiny, right? It was like this, and I and I actually don't even know if it was like a porno mag we found or like some like magazine that in the back had like pictures of porno like Ads, videos you could, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. But I mean, it was a topless dynamite Dixie. Who is a very, 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 very well endowed woman? <laughs> okay, and she's um, dynamite. And uh, while he was outside, one of the one of the, the my classmates just took it and put it, and just put it right on his steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. And obviously, we're all sitting there being like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what is going to happen?" When our teacher gets back in the car and sees Dynamite Dixie on the steering wheel. So we're all waiting, you know. It's just like the moment in like Dumb and Dumber where they put like the peppers on the on the cheeseburger, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a goof, man. Yeah. yeah. It was just a goof. So the teacher comes in, he looks at it. Now, now all sorts of ways a teacher could respond, right? Yep, I know how I would, but go ahead. Here's how this teacher chose to respond. To he spray said, holy water all over it. He said, "Oh my God, it reminds me of my mother-in-law." What? <laughs> <laughs> what an insane thing! And we were like, "Oh!" Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then, like, he turned towards us afterwards, and very seriously, was like, "You do not tell anyone about what happened here." <laughs> hmm. So, and then that was it. It was just like our little secret about the sixth grade cleaning up the side of the road. So reminds me of my mother-in-law. <laughs> so the mother-in-law comment. Twenty years. Twenty years later. But uh, <laughs> I guess it, I'll, I'll. I wish you would have said stepmom. Excuse me. Yep. That would explain a lot of what's online right now. So yep. I. The 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 mother-in-law thing is like I kind of get the logic in that is kind of like. You know, like a dorky dad, like, oh, I'm just gonna say something really it weird. It diffused the situation. Yeah, but yeah. then, but then the follow up of let's never speak of this. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure afterwards he was like, I can't have one of these kids coming back to school and being like, we looked at a bunch of porno mags with the yeah. teacher. Inter- yeah. Interesting way to handle that situation. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that happened. Well, too bad you didn't have your money magazine to disguise it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you, oh, do you guys have anything else on uh, on this segment of Force Gump? Well, we went all over the place here. Well, uh, did we cover everything? I was gonna I guess we did. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I'm sure you guys are wondering what was in that article about Jenny. Uh, I didn't see the article. Well, <laughs> did luck- you pause it and resume in? Uh, luckily, I did. Oh, no. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so, uh, but you, you, you zoomed in on this entire, the girls of the South, at, like, uh, if, I thought if, about doing it and then I, I just kind of forgot. I, oh my God. yeah, I, if you just enlarge it to full screen and I will say there's a point where it gets cut off and I can't see. So I, I'd need like a, a film cell to really, okay. to really blow right. up. So and, what, what, uh, what, what, uh, Boardwell, get on it. What do you, yeah. have, what do you have here for us? Uh, though? so, uh, so this is called, uh. Let me, let me try on my little southern accent for it because uh, oh, no. this is uh, the darling damsels of the south. 
these bells imparting the wonders only known by the men south of the Mason-Dixon line. Once in these parts, you begin to understand what those Tar Heels were fighting for. These true flowers of the south. And by the way, this is all just descriptions and modifiers. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's like, yeah, we need to fill a page with. Do you think they? Do you think they? Do you think they like wrote it themselves, or do you think Absolute. they just found like an article well, that was similar? I feel like they did it themselves because it never really says anything. I'll okay. keep going on. So. Uh, these true flowers of the south sweeter than the magnolias prettier than a dogwood are surprising at every turn more amazing than their beauty the highest percentage of this country's <laughs> firefighters police women politicians judges film directors and thoracic surgeons all hail from the south <laughs> thoracic surgeons this is why i think that someone like yeah. a, an intern had to write this uh, <laughs> or a PA, I guess. God bless our thoracic uh, surgeons. I'm not even, I'm like half done. Like <laughs> uh, the stereotyped Southern belle is a demure wallflower. However, this new breed of Southern woman speaks her mind as saucy accent, of course, in a saucy accent, of course, knows what she wants and knows how to get it. Look out, you Southern men and heaven help you poor Northern boys. So many have dreamed about the girls of the South. Here the beauties of the magical South are forward-thinking and ambitious. The myth of the Southern Bale is being broken down by the strides these women are making in the working world. Traditionalists will no doubt lament the loss of naivete. The women are as inviting as the landscape. And then this is where it starts to get blurry. Something flat like silent shadows in a pearl and pink sky. The only sounds of the deep rhythmic rumble of the surf. Seductively, the sun dances around the waves. And then I can't figure it out. I mean, I will say this is one of the things that's kind of amazing in movies. That someone's like, well, we got to make this magazine. We need someone to write up something about uh, <laughs> about what some idiot actually sounds really fun. Some idiot yeah. on a minute by minute podcast is going to pause on this <laughs> and if we just put in lorem ipsum dummy text they're going to make fun of us they're going to dunk <laughs> on us so hard oh man yeah so uh i don't know if we explained it but this is the uh this is the magazine that force gets that has a picture of jenny in her college sweater uh uh quite revealing girls of the south girls of the south and this is like a thing right like i remember when we were yeah. at in college, like there was like the girls of the Big Ten, and like, you know, it was people like who were on campus. Like it's, it is really, it it I, it is really people who are going to school at those colleges that are in those pictures. I've always assumed it was fake, but it it's not. When are they going to do boys of podcasting? <laughs> <sighs> Boy, could you imagine? Oh my god. <laughs> Need a camera, just a, whole, just a whole calendar. You need a camera that's really good and low light level. <laughs> you just had entire teams from the minute by minute community like posed out. Can you, uh, <laughs> sir? Can you stop slouching? No, I can't. So for this, would the three of us just be sitting on a bench? <laughs> Probably. Um, can you put us on a bus stop? Maybe one of us can be standing like outside the clock, like. Outside the glass enclosure of it, or something like. Well, that. we know from earlier episodes how Duff would prefer to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else? Uh, we can talk about Hanky Panky next time. Is that the song that starts to play right at the end? Yeah. Of this? All right. 
Uh, well, listeners, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more episodes of Forrest Gump Minute. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Gump Minute. We have a Facebook group at uh, ForrestGumpMinute.com slash chocolates. And if uh, this episode uh, seems like it's missing stuff, it might be because it is in our Patreon at uh, Patreon.com slash The Midnight Boys. For as low as $2 a month, you get extra access to content. All right. Be back next week. Happy the days while I'm ending the nest Till once more they ride high out to sea